One of the best ways to earn a lot of points without increasing your budget is through reimbursable spend. Grabber is an app that allows you to safely deliver products to people in Latin America. You buy the requested products, earn points on your credit card, deliver the items during your next trip, and get reimbursed and earn a commission upon delivery. Learn more and sign up for Grabber by using the link in the show notes. Thank you to Grabber for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If you're looking for one app that can help you track your flights, loyalty points, travel itineraries, vaccine certificates, PCR tests, and more, look no further than App in the Air. App in the Air is a free app that is a must-have if you love tracking stats on how much you fly. Even if you're new to the app, it will provide you with statistics on how many hours you've already spent in the air, how many miles you've flown, the number of countries you've visited, and more. You can also see how you're doing compared to the full user leaderboard. Check out the app for free by using the link in the show notes. Thank you to App in the Air for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. And because I use points, I got like a free upgrade or something like when I checked in. So I have like a suite. And then I also use your template everywhere I went for those that didn't get me the upgrade. And when I tell you, I felt like a queen the whole trip. Like they were giving, I got champagne from the Tivoli. I got a cake. I got a handwritten letter. I got the suite upgrade. Like I said, everywhere I went, I was getting upgraded. And all my friends are like, how are you getting this? And I'm like, listen, you got to get the upgrade template, y'all. You got to get it. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Abigail Akinyemi of The Lady Who Travels. Abigail is a travel enthusiast and she's always on the hunt for a new adventure. She enjoys traveling solo all over the world and gives tips on how to do safely as a woman of color. She's known for planning unique and exciting trips with a blend of luxury and affordability. She's also one of my private coaching clients and I am so proud of all that she's been able to accomplish with her points journey in just a few months. In this episode, Abigail and I discuss her first big trip on points where she took a birthday trip to Italy and Portugal and got so many fancy upgrades and amenities. We referenced the free hotel upgrade email template in this episode. If you would like the template, check out geobreezetravel.com slash download dash gifts, and that is in the show notes. If you're looking to get into points and miles like Abigail, one of the best cards to start with is the Chase Sapphire Preferred, which allows you to transfer Chase Ultimate Rewards points to many different partners mentioned in this episode, including United, Singapore Airlines, Hyatt, and TAP. Remember, never apply for credit cards through Google. Always support a friend or creator's travel habits by using their referral links. If you would like to support this show when you apply for your next card, check out the link in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Hey, Abigail, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Hey, Julia, how's it going? It's going well. I'm so excited to talk to you about Portugal today, which is like your first big points trip and also talk about how your channel has completely exploded on Instagram. So congratulations. Before we get into all of that, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the game of points and miles. Yeah. So I have the brand, The Lady Who Travels. And I started it last year during the quarantine when we didn't have much to do. I share solo travel tips and inspiration and mainly ways for you to stay safe while traveling and kind of do the things you've always wanted to do, even if you don't have the perfect friend group. I think that's been my focus. 
And I got into the realm of travel hacking because I stumbled across one of your posts and you were talking about how you travel for free and I travel so much and I didn't even know about it. And you really made it easy for me to understand. And I just booked a coaching call like right away and implemented. So yeah, that's really how I found out about it. And you always plug other people to follow. So I just kind of fell down the rabbit hole. As you always say, the best way to know about points and miles is being active in the community. So yeah, that's how I found out about it. Perfect. So what was travel like for you in the before points and miles? Were you still traveling quite a bit even before you found out about this, you said? Yeah. So I made a goal for myself in 2019 to travel every month of the year. And I met that goal. But if I would have known about points and miles, I probably could have saved a lot of money. I did it mainly through saving, um, staying in hostels sometimes, or going on work trips and adding a day or two before or after. So yeah, that was a really big travel month, um, travel year for me. How do you have that much time off of work? Are you a digital nomad or what do you do in your day job so that you have the flexibility to travel once every month? Yeah. So at the time I worked a standard nine to five in finance and I was just really good at hacking my PTO. I was known as the PTO queen in the office because they're like, how is she always off work? And the way I did it is whenever we had a day off work, I would ask if I could work an adjusted schedule, maybe from like 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 7 to 3, so I could get a flight out that Friday. And at the time, remote work wasn't a big thing, so I didn't have that option. But I would just find a flight that came in Monday morning latest and just show up to work the next day. I also would, yeah, so mainly, mainly the adjusted schedule and then adding days And you're doing that this year as well? Is the schedule still the same where you're trying to go somewhere new every month? Yeah. So I actually transitioned to tech um, last year and my new company has unlimited time off and I've been using that (laughs) to the fullest, Um, of course, with the discretion of my boss. So yeah, I've been doing that. They do allow remote work, but not internationally. So I do plan on using it while stateside a bit more this year. Amazing. And how has the travel style kind of changed now that you've discovered the world of points and miles? Oh, it has changed a lot. Let me just say, I don't stay in many hostels anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Like I used to do this thing where I would stay in a hostel for half the trip and then like a nice hotel for the second half. But now it's like, I can look at hotels in a whole different way because I can use the points to pay for it or maybe a portion of it. And the upgrades, if I do have to pay cash, you taught me about the Hyatt Privé, Priv? Yeah, Privé travel agent. So I I found somebody who does that. So if I do have to pay cash, I do get all the cool benefits. So it's definitely changed my viewpoint towards travel. It seems way more accessible to me now. And whenever I big purchases, I have to spend like for my winter tires. I live in New England. I was like, all right, let me make sure I put it on um, my card. So I can't wait to put that on my card coming in the mail next week. (laughs) Awesome. So what cards have you gotten so far? Yeah. So I have the Amex Gold. I have the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And I will have the Chase Inc. business next week because I got approved. So thank you, Julia, for that. Tell us a little bit about your experience with the Chase business card. Cause I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't have like a real business. I'm working in a nine to five. 
What is the business that you use to apply for that card? And what was that process like? Yeah. So I actually learned about it when I was in Guatemala. I meet travelers abroad through my Facebook travel groups. I've been a couple ones for women and we were at brunch. I met this amazing lady and she was like, oh, are you into travel hacking? And I was like, oh yeah, I know all about that because I follow Julie and everybody. And she was like, oh, I don't have a business, but I have this Chase business card because I was telling her, oh, these are the cards I'm looking at. And she she mentioned that you're able to do that. I already had registered my blog as an LLC. So that's the way I applied. And I just had to do a follow-up step to upload my proof of me owning the business. So that was the only thing. I was like approved right away on the phone or um, not the phone, excuse me, online. They said, oh, we have to check a couple things. But then right after I submitted it the next day, they said, oh, yeah, you're approved. We're going to send it in the mail. So that was the process, uploading me owning the business. And if you're a sole proprietor, I believe you can do it same way, just instead of EIN, you'll use your SSN, like a regular credit card. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. If you don't have an LLC, you can use your social security number where it says EIN. And when you said you had to prove that you own the business, is that just uploading the registry from when you register yes. the business with your state? Yeah. Mm -hmm, very simple. And that's free to do for most people, right? Mm -hmm. If you're registering a business, especially as a sole proprietor, it's just some paperwork that's pretty quick. I recommend if you're going to get a business card, it is good to register your business with your state because that tends to be the most common way the Chase will check if you're business is actually legit because as we can all imagine, lots of people apply for these cards where they have no business whatsoever. They're like, I train my pet dog to do tricks and <laughs> our YouTube hasn't taken off yet. So things like that. But if you register your business with your state, it makes it a lot more legit and a lot easier to get approved for these cards. Yeah. My business degree came to good use that time. <laughs> I went to school for accounting. So I was like, all right, I know how to do this. Yep. Nice. So what have you used your points on so far that you've earned? <clears throat> Ooh, the fun part. So disclaimer, I could have used my Chase Sapphire preferred bonus for, to go for free, but it was my birthday trip and I wanted to be a little bougie. So I had points from the Chase bonus and I also had points from my former employer. They had an option like, you know, end of year, oh, you can get a free gift card, but they had an option this year to give us points. And I remember you mentioning that. And so they gave me 120,000 Marriott points, which I mean, you know, Marriott is not, you know, the best. I've learned how I'm a team high girl now, but it still helped me out. So I used Max Miles points. I believe that's his at. He did a video on how to book to Europe using Singapore Chris Flyer. Is that called? Yeah. Okay. So I used the, their airline to book a flight from JFK to Milan. I wanted to go to Rome, but the JFK to Milan route was great on points. And from there, I was a one-way flight. And then I spent um, a weekend in Italy and I used my own money to pay for a hotel in Venice because it was better points. It was only like 40, 50 bucks a night. So I didn't see the reason using points there. And then from there, I booked my own very affordable flight to Port Portugal. I think that was like maybe $50, $60. And then I started using the rest of the points as a way for me to stay in some hotels. And then I used the Marriott points for mainly hotels in Portugal. And then on the way home, I used that other Chase points to go from Spain 
back to JFK. So I did have to book a couple of my flights in Europe, but they didn't, it wasn't more than a hundred dollars, but the big long haul flights was from my chase bonus. Amazing. So tell us a little bit more about these flights. You flew Singapore airlines, you said from. New yeah. I, so United was the like airline that we would recognize, but I used the Singapore flyer site to book it because it was like six to 7,000 points cheaper. I think it was 27,500 points for as a, from a one-way economy from JFK to Milan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. So sometimes it helps to check different alliance airlines and partner airline site because just because you see a certain price on United, if you were to check Singapore or Avianca or Life Miles or some other places that will fly you on United Metal, Turkish Miles and Smiles is another one. The price could be cheaper. They're not going to have as much availability as United for its own website, obviously. But when those do come up, they could be cheaper. So that's an awesome tip to check those other websites too. Yes. I think that is the the key. Like if you understand, okay, you get points for after reaching minimum spend, what makes you able to stretch those points to the max is using those Alliance Airlines. For sure. Tell us a little bit about the hotels that you stayed at. Were you, especially the ones that you were using on points, which hotels were they and how was your experience? Yeah, so I stayed at the Pine Cliffs Algarve in the Algarve, Portugal region on points, as well as the Tivoli Carvorio. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing them wrong, but they're both in the Algarve region in Portugal. And for the Tivoli, I actually booked that one through Chase Points that had the best redemption, funny enough. They had some bonus going on. Like, I think they upgrade, they give you an extra 25% um, points if you book through them. So I booked through them for that. And that was really nice, right on the water. And you get to see the limestone rocks of Portugal, which is right and it's right there. A little busy, but it's summertime. So what can you say? So that was really nice. I was there for two nights. And then I also stayed at the Pine Cliffs. And that one was through the Marriott points that I mentioned beforehand. It was a bit pricey. Like I said, I think it ate up 80% 80% of the points that I got from my employer, but I didn't pay for it. So I don't, I don't mind. And that was really nice as well. And because I use points, I got like a free upgrade or something like when I checked in. So I have like a suite. And then I also used your template everywhere I went for those that didn't get me the upgrade. And when I tell you, I felt like a queen the whole trip. Like they were giving, I got champagne from the Tivoli. I got a cake. I got a handwritten letter. I got the sweet upgrade. Like I said, Everywhere I went, I was getting upgraded. And all my friends are like, how are you getting this? And I'm like, listen, you got to get the upgrade template, y'all. You got to get it. (laughs) And I will leave the upgrade template for everybody in the show notes. Because this was your birthday trip too, right? So you would just let the hotel know, hey, I'm celebrating my birthday. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I did exactly that. And it was great. I did it within a week, like you said. And I just want the listeners to understand that I didn't have globalist status or any big status to get these upgrades. I just asked nicely and it worked (laughs) using the template. Yep. If you are listening to this episode thinking, I wish I could travel like this, but I don't know where to start. I offer free credit card consultations by email at geobreezetravel.com slash consultations. Additionally, I host a masterclass and group coaching session each month. You can find the links to sign up for the consultations, monthly masterclasses, and Patreon, which gets you access to the masterclasses and also recordings of all past events in the show notes. This week's Patreon shout out goes out to Lena. 
Thank you so much for being a part of the GeoBreeze Travel Patreon community. For sure. And you were solo traveling through all of this, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that made the trip easier or more difficult than if you had traveled with a partner or friends? Honestly, so I'm an extrovert, so I do enjoy being around people, but solo traveling is so much easier. Like if I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. If I want to be out, I'll go out. So it's all based on what I want to do. And as far as points goes, the decisions were easier because I was the one choosing as well. So yeah, I think it makes it much easier. Awesome. What else did you do in Portugal? Were there any memorable excursions or foods or anything that you would recommend to listeners? Yes. Okay. So I highly recommend, I know a lot of people go to Lisbon and then Porto, but if you're going in the summer season, do Lisbon in the Algarve region. Renting a car is really easy. I got a little smart car and it was really cute and it was relatively affordable. I think it was like about $40 a night um, for me renting it for the couple days. And so, yeah, if you're in Lisbon, definitely get the paste, the balem. They're like these um, custard things and they're in the Sintra, not, not Sintra. Oh, the pastel de nata? Yeah, pastel de nata. Yeah, in Belém. They have those that pastry shop there right by the Geronimo's Monastery. So once you go to the monastery, you can walk over and get you a pastry. They're really good in the Lisbon area. What is pastel de nata? Because every time somebody goes to Portugal, which I've never been, their Instagram, whether it's a points Instagram or a money Instagram or anything suddenly just turns into a food blog about (laughs) so what are these things and why are they so amazing oh my god okay so they're not lying like when I tell you I they were so good I took some for the hotel that for that night and I was like I need to warm these up and eat it again they're like these not puff pastry this pastry dummy filo and it's like custard like think of like condensed milk like that rich custard and then they like do some magic to it and you just get it <laughs> you just get to eat it and there's like mini so you that you don't feel bad by eating a ton of them because they're mini and yeah it's just like creamy flaky goodness and they're really affordable I, I don't think they were more than like two euro and they're they're great it's just great I love them I recommend I think they have them all over the city, but I recommend getting your first one in Belém where they originated at that pastry shop. Yeah, pastel mm-hmm. donada is like the number one thing I hear about from Portugal where I ask other people, oh, where'd you stay? What did you fly? And people are like, <laughs> tap Portugal, tap Airways. It's apparently a horrible airline with lots of delays and everything. So I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Did you I fly that? No, no. So I came in through Milan and then the, the transfer, I don't think, I think it was probably even a what people will call a worse airline easy jet, but I've done it before. It was cheap. Like I said, I think it was $30. Like I told you guys for, and I just paid a little $10 to get room. It's a one hour flight when you're in Europe. It's not like you're flying from here to LA here, meaning um East coast. It's just one hour. I'm going to be all right. Um, but yeah, you got to get the pastel donata when you're in Lisbon. And if you have time, go to the Algarve and just explore the, the beaches, there's so many, they're all beautiful, and there's nothing like that in the States. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And what did you fly back? Did you do another Singapore on United Metal? Yes, but it was out of Spain. It was out of Madrid. I transferred to Madrid. 
So I did my own personal flight from Portugal to Madrid and then a Madrid flight to JFK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you stay in Madrid at all or was it just a connecting flight? Oh yeah. It was like a 45 minute connecting flight. I was going by the skin of my teeth (laughs) because I think they said if I stayed any longer, I would have had to test again. And I had just got tested, you know, the whole thing. So I'm like from one terminal to the next, I made it just in time. And yeah. What was the testing process for Portugal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is the thing where I'm saying, since I'm alone, I did it. If I was with somebody, I probably wouldn't have done it. So I knew going to Italy that I was um, going to have to test again to go to Portugal. At the time, Italy did not require people who were vaccinated to get tested. So I just showed my vaccine card to get into Italy And then I made sure, because I was only in Italy for a weekend, Friday to Sunday. This is what I was talking about, that I took off work um, like for a weekend so I could get that extended trip instead of flying out on a Monday. So I did the weekend in Italy, and I made sure the day before my flight that I got tested before I went to Portugal. So I got tested in Europe. And then I showed that to the customs in Portugal. And it was fine. Um, At the time when I was there, they were requiring people who were not vaccinated to get tested before they enter a hotel and before they enter indoor restaurants. But since I was vaccinated, it wasn't a big deal. I've heard that that might have changed. So always register with the U.S. step embassy to know what's going on when you go to a new country. And then entering the U.S. at the time was the 72 hours. Now it's 24 hours. You have to get tested before you come back. But it was relatively easy. In Venice, they have a free option for you to get tested and it includes tourists. But there's also ways for you to pay, which I did for under $50. I believe it's if it's under $50, I really don't mind paying. But yeah, so yeah, that was that was the process of me entering Europe. And it's pretty easy to find a place to get tested in Italy. And it's okay if you don't speak Italian. Yes. And yes. So I don't even think I downloaded Italian offline on my phone. I usually do that whenever I visit a country and I didn't have any issue. Everybody was speaking English. But and as far as finding a testing site, you do need to do your research beforehand. I wouldn't say somewhere you can just go and not have a list. Like if this doesn't work, I'm going to go here because the first place I went, the well, the free option, the line was way too long. I wasn't going to make it in time to get tested. The second option I went to, it was a Sunday and it was closed. So luckily, now this is a risk. I did it at the airport (laughs) beforehand. And I know that some people get nerves by that, but I was just like, hey, I did my own testing. And I saw you do this. You bring your own COVID test, like the Binex test. So I had to, I did that in my, in my room and I was negative. I wasn't sure if they were going to accept that. So I also did (laughs) the one that you can do at the airport and I was fine. So that's what I did. I don't recommend it, but that's perks of solo travel. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah, I've done both. I've paid oh, way too much to be tested yes. at the airport. I've gotten the Binax ones that we did in the room, mostly to get back into the US because I wasn't sure if they would work in any other country, but a lot of people verified that you could use this to get back into the US. But rules always change. So like you said, always keep up with what the U.S. Embassy is saying is the requirements to travel back in or to travel anywhere else. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Cool. So how's Portugal, if you don't speak any Portuguese, outside of Lisbon especially? Yeah. Okay. 
so there definitely was times where people did not know what I, like I couldn't communicate, but I did download my Portuguese offline using Google Translate. I recommend that for anywhere you go. And, but it was, it was relatively easy to get around and, you know, just, I always say, whenever you go to a country, you should be able to say hi, bye, where's the bathroom, stuff like that. And they have a ton of people on Pinterest. I make cute little downloadable images and I just add it to my favorites. So whenever I'm in the, in the moment, I'm just like, hold on, hold on. Or I'm really good for writing something in English and having the Google translate speak for me. And then having the person speak into the phone and it translates to me. I know they have all these cool tools to do it, but your phone does it as well. So, yeah, I think you should be all right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So what are your next trips that you have planned with points and miles? Did this trip wipe out all of your points that you had stored? Pretty much. I got one night in a hotel in New York. I don't stay in New York. I live uh, a couple hours away. So I had like a late flight and I used it for that. I think it was the one that you posted. There was one you posted. There's like a hotel near JFK or one, one of the airports. Oh, the Hyatt Regency near JFK. Yes. Airport. Yes. So I did that because I'm like, I don't want to drive the two hours home right now. So yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty much wiped out. And I just got my bonus from Amex Gold. So I'm just saving those. And I plan to use that for my trip to Greece slash Turkey, whichever, you know, works. I'm probably going to do something similar to what I did to Portugal flying to wherever it's cheapest to get into Europe and then doing a U.S. club positioning flight or something to go from where you are to where you want to go. So yeah, um, that's the only one that's super confirmed. Oh, I mean, I'm going to Jamaica next week, but that's kind of a brand deal stuff. So nothing like points and miles, but definitely Europe. I like to save my points and miles for like the most expensive things possible. (laughs) I'll email Julia like, Where's the furthest I could go with these points? Because <laughs> that's my goal. I want to experience things I couldn't experience without with me with me paying. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's very exciting about the brand deal in Jamaica too. Congratulations! Thank so you. can you talk a little bit about how you transition from like cheap travel, points travel, brand deal type of travel is another way to get your travel covered? How did you transition into this? Yes, so. I have been traveling solo for going on six years now, and I've had a private account. My name has been the lady who travels for like at least over five years. So my friends have already kind of known me as that, especially in my big year of travel in 2019. I was just showing my friends what's going on, and they have been asking me and like, you need to start sharing this with people. You don't understand. This is a big deal. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you guys... So during college, I never had the opportunity to study abroad for like a big, long amount of time. I did study abroad through a program and I was like sort of working, but I always wanted to have that, you know, Europe trip where you go and backpack and you meet everybody and seeing all my friends do that. So I said when I graduated, I wanted to do more of that. So I've learned a lot over the years and I'm going to be frank, I had a breakup in 2021. And I was like, I need to do something for me. So that's what made me discover blogging and sharing um, my content through Instagram and other mediums. And people really started to gravitate towards it. And it's really picked up over the last three to four weeks. I've gained like, what is it? 15,000 followers, something insane. Um, I had a TikTok video blow up. And that brought people over to Instagram. So it's just up all around. 
And I started pitching brands because I saw you mentioning your process of GeoBreeze travel and you're always um, so open about like your revenue and things like that. And um, I didn't even think of monetizing the brand until I saw you sharing your story. And so I partnered with Flues for a couple things and I partnered with a couple other brands and I pitched myself to this new hotel opening in Nashville. And that was my first hotel stay. And now I'm excited to continue to do that with my new following. So yeah, it just started something as a hobby. Well, no, I don't think, I think the difference between me and a lot of people is that I didn't start it as a hobby. I came in knowing I wanted to monetize and have an audience, but it's something I, I had been doing for so long. I didn't start traveling to become an influencer. I had already been traveling and I became one. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, congratulations again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing your Greece and Turkey trip as well. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so with everything that you've learned with points and miles and solo travel and everything else, what would you say is your number one piece of points and miles of travel hacking advice for our listeners today? Yeah. So my number one thing is if you have your finances in order and you feel like you are comfortable in paying your bills on time and not going to debt and post purchases, et cetera, you are leaving money on the table by not travel hacking. Start today, not tomorrow, because it really opens it really opens your possibilities of where you can go and how you can travel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Awesome. Great advice. And speaking of great advice, who are some other travel Instagrammers that you'd like to give a shout out to today? Yes. So I'd like to give a shout out to Nessa from Ness UFU. She is a traveler based in the UK, but she has recently came to the US. She's who inspired me to go to Thailand like two, three years ago. She's been blogging for a really long time and just gives really aesthetically pleasing pictures while also traveling affordably. And she also lived in Colombia for a good amount of time. So if you want tips on that, I highly recommend following her. Awesome. And where can we find you on the internet? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at the lady who travels underscore. I'm on TikTok at the lady who travels and all of my handles and everything is at my website, the lady who travels.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Abigail, for coming onto the show today. We learned so much about Portugal and also just your amazing journey of going from just trying to save as much as you can on travel to points and miles. And now you're getting all of these big brand deals. Also like that new hotel opening in Nashville, that was a Hyatt hotel and very few people like it's, it's kind of like semi-widely known in the travel hacking community that Hyatt like is very difficult to get like partnerships with sometimes. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. 
If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreezetravel.com hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels.